everybody. This is Pastor Chad. Welcome to The Way Radio Podcast. Today is May 7th, 2023. Uh, a little bit of a different kind of message today. Charles Spurgeon, uh, who I guess is my favorite pastor. I read him the most. Uh, I love the way, the way he wrote his sermons. He was very poetic and very beautiful in the way he explained the gospel. And he has a devotional uh, that I've been reading off and on for a few years. It's entitled Morning and Evening or Morning and Evening Praise, Charles Spurgeon's devotional. And both of the devotions for the morning of May 7th and the evening of May 7th uh, were very applicable to what I hope and I strive to accomplish through the Recovery Reformation ministry and also through the book that I'm working on. And so I wanted to share these with you guys today, and I'm going to read them and comment on them as I go through. But the point that they make, especially when applied to the recovery industry in the modern church, I think is so important for us to understand uh, because it is a very severe problem and something that I think we need to be addressing more diligently. Uh, so Charles Spurgeon, his devotional morning and evening praise for the morning of May 7th is based on Matthew 12, 15. Excuse me, I'm going to grab my glasses so I can read more clearly. So again, it's based on Matthew 12, 15, which says, Great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. And he writes, what a mass of hideous sickness must have thrust itself under the eye of Jesus. Yet we read not that he was disgusted, but patiently waited on every case. What a singular variety of evils must have met at his feet. What sickening ulcers and putrefying sores. Yet he was ready for every new shape of the monster evil and was victor over it in every form. That's a very important sentence there. I'm going to repeat it. Yet he was ready for every new shape of the monster evil and was victor over it in every form. I want you to think of one of the monsters of evil as being the monster of addiction, alcoholism, any habitual sin. He continues, let the arrow fly from what quarter it might. He quenched its fiery power. The heat of fever or the cold of dropsy the lethargy of palsy, or the rage of madness. I would include in the rage of madness, again, addiction. The filth of leprosy, or the darkness of, of ophthalmia. All knew the power of his word and fled at his command. In every corner of the field, he was triumphant over evil. And this is important, and received the homage of delivered captives. He came, he saw, he conquered everywhere. It is even so this morning, whatever my own case may be, the beloved physician can heal me. And whatever, whatever may be the state of others whom I re may remember at this moment in prayer, I may have hope in Jesus that he will be able to heal them of their sins. My child, my friend, my dearest one, I can have hope for each, for all, when I remember the healing power of my Lord, 
and on my own account, however severe my struggle with sins and infirmities, I may yet be of good cheer. He who walked on earth walked the hospitals, still dis- he who on earth walked the hospitals still dispenses his grace and works wonders among the sons of men. Let me go to him at once in right earnest. Let me praise him this morning as I remember how he wrought his spiritual cures, which bring him most renown. It was by taking upon himself our sicknesses, by his stripes we are healed. The church on earth is full of souls healed by our beloved physician, and the inhabitants of heaven itself confess that he healed them all. Come then, my soul, publish abroad the virtue of his grace, and let it be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign, which shall not be cut off. So that's his morning devotional. And a couple of the comments that I wrote down in my notebook after reading that was that because of a lack of faith in Christ and the gospel, rather than on relying on him and his word to bring the addicted to repentance, Recovery programs are looked to and relied on instead. Through this, people are led into worshiping the idol of recovery and praising programs rather than praising God. I have run into this over and over through the years. I I cannot count how many pastors that I've confronted who promote programs like uh, 12-step programs such as Alcoholics Anonymous or Celebrate Recovery, and even when faced with biblical refutation, biblical proof that those programs are contrary to the teachings of Christ, they still praise and worship and defend those programs, regardless of the fact that they're contrary to Christ. So so praise is being stolen. Worship is being stolen from Christ in the name of recovery. One of the Sentences in, in Spurgeon's devotion says, Yet he was ready for every new shape of the monster evil and was a victor over it in every form. Evil is the monster we battle in all its forms. Evil sin, evil idolatry, all that is contrary to Christ and his way. Regardless the kind of evil, all knew the power of his word and fled at his command. So many over the years have argued against me when I proclaim the authority and sufficiency of Christ and his word does away with the need for recovery programs in the modern church. And the argument that I get from people is asking me, why have they not been able to repent of their sins of addiction when they have gone to church in order to do so? The way that I'll answer that question is, I know a man who attended a local uh, New Apostolic healing church here in the Boise area for years, and eventually left because he saw the same people going forward week after week to be healed over and over again. And they were not healed. They were told that they didn't have strong enough faith. But what's interesting is when I ask this man simple, basic questions about the message of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, he had no no idea what I was talking about. He had not heard the gospel in the years that he spent going to that church. So because the simple message of the gospel is is not being preached in the churches, people that are going to these churches, seeking some way to, to, to be freed from sins of addiction, are not being freed from sins of addiction because they are not being confronted 
and led into the power of the message of the gospel. Spurgeon says, let me praise him this morning as I remember how he wrought his spiritual cures, which bring him most renown. This is stolen from the Lord when, by lack of faith in him and his word, the church looks to and relies on recovery programs, rather than preaching faith and trust in the authority and sufficiency of Christ and his word through the message of the gospel. Now, Spurgeon's devotion for the evening of May 7th is based on John 5, 8, which says, Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. In the same vein of what I've been speaking about, listen to this and you'll see the same message. Spurgeon writes, like many others, the impotent man had been waiting for a wonder to be wrought and a sign to be given. See, where it says, Jesus saith unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. He was referring to a man who had been crippled and sitting on his bed for years, seeking healing through a pool that was, was supposedly had miraculous powers. So he says, wearily, wearily did he watch the pool, but no angel came or came not for him, yet thinking it to be his only chance, he waited still and knew not that there was one near him whose word could heal him in a moment, referring to Christ. Many are in the same plight. They are waiting for some singular emotion, remarkable impression, or celestial vision, they wait in vain and watch for naught. Even supposing that, in a few cases, remarkable signs are seen, yet these are rare, and no man has a right to look for them in his own case, no man especially who feels his impotency to avail himself of the moving of the water, even if it came. It is a very sad reflection that tens of thousands are now waiting in the use of means and ordinances and vows and resolutions and have waited so and have so waited time out of mind in vain, utterly in vain. And I would include in that list programs, recovery programs, psychology, the things that churches have been leaning on for years rather than the gospel. Spurgeon continues, Meanwhile, these poor souls forget the present Savior who bids them look unto him and be saved. He could heal them at once, but they prefer to wait for an angel and a wonder. To trust him is the sure way to, to every blessing, and he is worthy of the most implicit confidence. But unbelief makes them prefer the cold porches of Bethesda to the warm bosom of his love. Oh, excuse me, oh, that the Lord may turn his eye upon the multitudes who are on this case tonight. May he forgive the slights which they put upon his divine power. That is exactly what I'm talking about. May he forgive the slights which they put upon his divine power and call them by that sweet, constraining voice to rise from the bed of despair and in the energy of faith take up their bed and walk. O Lord, hear our prayer for all such as at this calm hour of sunset, and ere the day breaketh, may they look and live. Courteous reader, is there anything in this portion for you? So just think about that, folks. If you do not think that it is a major problem, that churches, when confronted with people trapped in sin, rely on things not just outside of Christ, outside of his world, outside of his word, 
of this world, but actually in contradiction to him. Is that not stealing worship and praise from him? Is that now not downplaying the efficacy of the person and work of Jesus Christ? If that does not cause you great concern, I think it's something you need to pray about. And it's something I, I know I harp on constantly, but it's something that has shocked me for years. To see the lack of faith in the power of Christ, in the authority and sufficiency of him and his word. So I hope maybe this will open some eyes. And people that are attending churches who know that these programs are in those churches, but they are not confronting the leadership about what these programs are doing, may pray about doing so and going forward with the evidence showing that they are not biblical, that we need to be looking to Christ and him only. His word is sufficient. He is sufficient. We need nothing more than that. So I hope, I hope this helps us in this battle at addressing this massive problem that we face today in the church. Thank you for listening, you guys. God willing, I'll be back next week with another episode. I try to do it weekly. It's been every other week lately because I've just been extremely busy with uh, different projects I'm working on. Uh, but something that I feel the Lord's really leading me into is to engaging more intently in this battle, waking people up to the power of the gospel, uh, and also to provide inspiration in these times. Uh, what we're going through in America is heartbreaking. Uh, as I record this, right before I began recording, I saw that there's been another episode of murder on a mass scale taking place in Texas. If I read it correctly, seven people have been killed. Um, there's much going on. There's much to be weighed down about, but we don't have to be. We can be inspired because we look to someone who is far above this world and who can bring an end to all this evil through his word. We just have to have faith in him. All right. Uh, if you get a chance, you'd like to check out the website, just go to the way, the letter r122.org. You can also go to recoveryreformation.org. They both go to the same website, just different parts of it. Uh, I hope to, over the coming months, uh, start organizing the website more fully. I hope to have all of my sermons and podcasts uh, set up on the website based on scripture reference and topic or category. That's something that I plan to start working on very soon. And if you could prayerfully consider supporting the work of the ministry, uh, there's so much that I'd like to be able to do uh, that I'm unable to simply because of financial uh, limitation. And also, there's much more I'd love to be able to do to help uh, my friends in Kenya that are pastors there. Uh, so if you could just consider supporting the ministry, that would be a great blessing. That also, you know, with the more support we get, the more time I'm able to spend in research and recording and, and writing, uh, which all comes back to the message of the gospel. So just pray about that. And you can do that at the website as well if you, if you decide to support the ministry. All right. Thanks again. I will be back 
next episode. God bless you guys. Take care.